0: Hey friends, and welcome to Her Soul, a safe space where we discuss all things God, self-love, and peace of mind. I'm your host, Camille Allison, and my goal is to encourage you in your everyday walk so that you can live in the freedom that God promises you. It's that Christian girl talk you need in your life. So grab your journal, favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get into the show. Hey friends, welcome into this week's episode of Her Soul. I am your host, Camille Allison, and once again, you guys, I thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. As always, you guys, I am so, so very glad to be on this platform with you all, but today's episode is a bit of a serious um, episode, and in light of recent events, I wanted to just take this opportunity to highlight the power of community. Highlight the importance of establishing your person, you know, really trying to establish someone in your life that you can go to with anything, whether that's your mom, your dad, your sister, you know, this, your significant other, whoever. But really just having a person that you can go to. Um, I also wanted to take some of the negative connotation around seeking help, mental health help, and really kind of just open those doors, especially in the Black community, especially for women in the Black community specifically. It's not something that's very popular. It's not something that we grow up with. So it's it takes a minute for us to wrap our minds around seeking professional mental health help. Um, and as far as women, you know, I feel like we get so busy caught up doing for others and taking care of our families and everyone around us in the day to day that we forget to take care of ourselves. So to those two specific populations, I want to reduce the stigma and just increase the commonality, if that's a word, you know, of this, of seeking help. Um, I want you all to remember that the devil is a sneaky smart little thing and he wants to isolate us in our darkest times he wants us to feel alone like we have no one to turn to like there is no hope that's how he ultimately you know works to get his victory and so with these things in mind before we go any further, I do want to let it be known that this episode might be a trigger for some of you. So I'm putting out a trigger warning. This episode will discuss topics of suicide um, and depression. And so if that's triggering for you, be mindful as you listen to this episode. I also want to let you guys know where I stand. You know, I'm a registered nurse uh, I see health mainly from the physical side, but also I definitely see the impact um, that mental health illness has on the body. And so I believe that health and wellness is not just about the physical body, but it's about the mind and the spirit. I believe in a holistic approach to health. And so this topic is very, very near and dear and close to me. I also want to say, you guys, that I am not a therapist. I am not a licensed mental health professional. So I cannot diagnose you. That is not the purpose of this episode. The purpose of this episode is simply to have a discussion about a really serious thing that's affecting our society and culture that we don't talk about. Okay, so let's just begin with... The basics. What is high-functioning depression? So in my research, some people call this an invisible disease. And very much so I can agree with them. It's basically where an individual, you know, can handle all of the responsibilities, interact with the day to day life, go about handling business, you know, without issue. There's no stumbling. You know, they're not presenting themselves as typically depressive. So when you think about a person who is depressed, sometimes you think about someone laying on the couch, binge watching TV TV. Uh, someone who's overeating, things like that, someone who's just unenthused to get out of bed, who cannot take a shower. But high-functioning depression is someone on the opposite end of the spectrum where they can do all of the things and still manage the day-to-day life, you know, without a problem, right? On the outside, they seem so well put together. They seem, you know, You know, you would never think that anything was wrong with them. Put together on the outside, but really battling some really deep issues on the inside. So it's no secret this episode is definitely coming about because of the recent passing of Chesley Crist. And if you haven't heard this story, I'll just give you guys a brief little synopsis of what recently happened this past weekend. Chesley Crist who would Miss USA 2019, a beautiful girl, successful, accomplished. She was a lawyer. She was um, a TV correspondent, um, award-winning TV correspondent, really in the spotlight um, and had a very, you know, I was scrolling through her Instagram, but, and I know they say you can never really judge a person by their newsfeed, but seemingly had a very happy life, seemingly was a very um loving person. And if you didn't know, you guys, she jumped off of the 29th story of her New York apartment building um, just over the weekend. And we can speculate, you know, a million things, a million reasons about why she did it. We can try and figure that out all day long and really try to analyze that. But y'all, we really don't know. We really don't know what she was dealing with. Uh, To the knowledge of the public, at this point, no note has been discovered. So we don't know exactly why Chesley committed suicide. Um, But we do have a little insight from her mom. And her mother made a statement um, basically expressing a little bit about what Chesley was going through. Her mom let us know that Chesley confided in her. Um, And that she had been dealing with high functioning depression for a while. In that same statement, Chesley's mom also basically sort of like to me, it seemed kind of like a plea, you know, saying had they only known the depth, you know, and basically to me, it put me in the mindset of, you know, could you have done more? as chesley's family as her friends could they have done more i know that's a question that goes through their head after all of this happened and we saw the news reports uh my mom got on the phone with me and my three sisters and asked each of us if we were okay because she said her biggest fear is something happening and just not knowing why basically she didn't want to be in chesley's mom's shoes and it's very understandable my mom at that point Wanted to check on her kids just to make sure that we were okay. And that's kind of what I want to do with you guys today is just check on you and ask you if you are okay. I think, you know, in our society, in our culture, sometimes we get so wrapped up in, you know, what will people think about me? Right. We don't necessarily want to show people the ugly parts. And I'm guilty of this as well. I would, I don't want to show people the ugly parts of me. I'd much rather show them the glamorous, the joyful, the smiles, you know? And in doing that, every time we do that, we kind of bury a little bit of what's going on with us actually. So my question to you all today is how are you doing? Are you holding up okay? You know, that saying that goes check on your strong friends. It's a very real statement, and it's something that shouldn't go ignored. Check on your strong friends. Check on the people who are seemingly having it all together and really try to get into their mind and see where they are mentally. I wanted to read something to you guys that is kind of going around social media. You may have already seen it. It is a statement made by David Foster Wallace on the psychotically depressed. And just follow with me. I thought this was so profound as far as like trying to understand a little bit about what someone who might be on the verge of considering suicide might be feeling. So he says, the so-called psychotically depressed person who tries to kill herself doesn't do so out of, quote, hopelessness or any abstract conviction that life's assets and debits do not square. And surely not because death seems suddenly appealing. The person in whom its invisible agony reaches a certain unendurable level will kill herself the same way a trapped person will eventually jump from the window of a burning high rise. Make no mistake about people who leap from burning windows. Their terror of falling from a great height is still just as great as it would be for you or me standing speculatively at the same window just checking out the view. I.e. the fear of falling remains a constant. The variable here is the other terror, the fire's flames. When the flames get close enough, Falling to death becomes the slightly less terrible of the two terrors. It's not desiring the fall. It's the terror of the flames. And yet nobody down on the sidewalk looking up and yelling, don't and hang on, can understand the jump. Not really. You'd have to have personally been trapped and felt flames to really understand a terror way beyond falling. My sister shared that with us. And you guys, when I read that, I thought that was an amazing way to explain kind of that inner tur- turmoil that some people might be experiencing. And it brought a new perspective to it. And I know there are many of you who might say, well, what could be so bad? What could make things so bad? But again, just like David Foster Wallace said, you would have to have personally been trapped and felt flames, meaning you would have to have been personally in that person's shoes to really understand what it was like. And no, I don't condone suicide, but I just thought that this was a great um, look into what what a person who's considering suicide, what a person on the verge of suicide might be feeling. And as people in this world who are meant to relate to other people, it's important that we understand others, right? So how can we help someone if we don't take a minute to educate ourselves on what it is they might be dealing with? So that's why I offered that up. Along the same signs of wanting to understand people who might be, you know, functioning uh, with depression or people who might be considering suicide, um, I was doing a little bit of research and I came across an article that talked about the mind of a high functioning depressive person. And it said that basically some people will minimize their issues, right? The article says that some people with high functioning depression may minimize the seriousness of their condition and be less likely to seek treatment. So if you think about that, if you have someone who is dealing with a mental illness, they're doing all the things and seemingly okay, and nobody's really worried about them. It's easier for them to slip through the cracks. But you as that friend, you as that person who loves them, even if that isn't what they're dealing with, just the simple check in to let them know that you're there could make a difference. Right. Uh, Another thing the article mentioned is that some people who are dealing with high functioning depression feel that they shouldn't be depressed. There's almost this certain guilt that, you know, because they're doing everything that other people aren't able to manage necessarily, they shouldn't be complaining or they shouldn't be, you know, feeling down about anything. And again, this creates an opportunity for them to shrink into themselves. Right. Like I said in the beginning, the devil's priority is to get us away from the ultimate glory of God, right? He wants to break down our defenses so bad. And one of the ways he does this is through isolation. So I am encouraging those of you who might have someone in your life dealing with high functioning depression or suicidal thoughts, or maybe even if it's you, Be mindful of the devil's schemes. Know that God is alive and with you, that he has never left you. And although the situation may seem impossible, he is still there. All you have to do is reach out to him. And he has not let you go, right? He never has let any of us go through whatever it is that we face. Our job, though, our end of the bargain... It's to recognize his presence. It is to know that he is with us, to turn to him in our times of need and allow him to really be for us who he needs to be. So if you don't take anything away from this message, I do have a few takeaways that I want to leave you with. Number one, absolutely, you guys, check on your strong friends, but not just check on them. Pray for them. Pray for their spirits. Pray for their peace of mind. Pray for their healing. Pray for their joy and true honest happiness. And pray for their relationship with God. The other thing I wanted I want you guys to take away from this is that. This is why I stress so much getting away from the social media because I feel like it causes us to again separate ourselves from reality and lose touch with humanity. Right. We really do need to figure out how we even in light of covid, how we can get back to true, honest relationship with one another, not one fueled by putting on a facade of our best selves. Right. One that is honest and open and pure and not feeling like you'll be judged for sharing the ugly parts of your life. Okay, so think about that. Along those same lines, you know, if you're kind of trying to establish yourself as a confidant for someone who might be dealing with some of these serious issues, it's very important that you let them know that you are a safe space, okay? You are a judgment-free zone. You are a resource for help. You are a shoulder to cry on, and you are an encourager. I, I want all of you to feel empowered to be that for someone, because you could be all the difference that it takes to help someone, to save someone else's life, right? To save another mom or family, this sort of heartbreak. And not to say that you are the end-all be-all, because first and foremost, it stands with uh, relationship and guidance from God. But I will say it does make a difference if a person who is slowly turning within themselves, a person who is shut up inside themselves and doesn't know how to release the buildup of emotional strife, it makes all the difference to know that there is someone close to them that they can go to, to pour out everything that is trapped inside of them. Think about that. Think of how much of a relief you could offer to that person Just by letting them know that with you, they are safe. You're not going to judge them. You're not going to spread their business. You're going to be there for them in all the ways that they need you. And lastly, if you are someone listening to this show and you're dealing with thoughts of suicide, you're thinking about hurting yourself in some way, you're high-functioning, depressive, whatever it is, If you feel like you're at the end of your ropes, you feel trapped, you don't know how you're going to get out. I want you to know that it is not over. God has not called you out yet. It is not done yet. There is still hope. You can still be set free. You can still be saved. Your mind can be restored and refreshed. And why? Because that's what God promises us. Sometimes we can get so bogged down by the weight of life that it's hard for us to even know that God is still there. But let this be your reminder that he is. He is right there with you. Cry out to him. He has not left you. My prayer for each of you listening to this show Because I know we all go through things and I know it's hard, y'all. It's hard for us to be honest with ourselves and those around us about what it is we're actually going through. But I want this to be a safe space for you. So I'm opening up a door because it breaks my heart. I have had um, multiple people in my life commit suicide. Not, I've had one person close to me do it. I had a girl in my class do it when I was in middle school. Um, and then in my adult life, people that I've known in college, uh, people that I've just known throughout my life committing suicide. And it really makes you think, you know, what is it that you could have done? What is it that anyone could have done, Right. I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I know one thing that I can do. And one thing I feel God pressing on my heart to do is open this platform up to be a safe haven. So if you're someone dealing with these things, feel free to get in contact with me via um, Instagram. And I will also leave in the show notes some resources, some places where you all can reach out, like the National Suicide Hotline, um, some therapy references, anything, anything that might help you. But if you want to reach out to me, I can be that person that will get you in contact with someone who can help you. Right. I'll be a safe space. I will not spread your business. I will let this be a place where you can unload what it is that you're going through. And with your permission, I will help you get the help that you need. Okay? Okay. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I feel it in my spirit that someone under the sound of my voice needs a prayer. And I pray for their healing. I pray for their mental well-being, Father God. And I just pray that you touch them. That they feel your touch. They feel your closeness. I pray that you whisper to them. That they know your love loving and feel your love. That that simple, small gesture gives them the world of hope to keep going. Father, I know Satan is on the prowl. Ready to take any of your disciples. Ready to take anyone glorifying your name, Father God. Ready to destroy humankind. But I pray you keep your saints, your servants on alert. Let each of us know and remember that Satan is on a mission to destroy each and every one of us. And when we feel tempted to turn into ourselves, to isolate ourselves, let us always reach out to our community, to our parents, to our friends, to whoever you have established in our life as our person, Father God. I'm praying for the person who needs to hear this, Jesus, that you pull them off of that ledge and that you allow them to be set free from any weight that is on them. Wrap your big arms around them, Father, and let them know that they are okay. Absolve all their worry, anxiety, fears, anything that is destroying them on the inside, Father God. The thing that we cannot see, this invisible disease, Father, heal them. Heal their minds and allow them to be set free. This I ask and I pray in your mighty and holy name. Amen. Ladies, I will see you all in next week's episode. I am praying that you all be blessed, that you have a prosperous week. Check the show notes for every, uh, all the resources that we talked about, all the references that we talked about in today's episode. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing some of your insight on what's happened with Chesley Christ and you know, if you have any insight that you want to offer, I love engaging with you guys. So if it's not in the public uh, thread or, you know, publicly, if you want to DM me, we can just chat. And I just love to gain more information about what someone in these shoes might be dealing with. Um, so if that's you and you feel comfortable, please reach out to me. Let's talk about it. See you guys in next week's episode, y'all. I love y'all. Be safe and be blessed.